Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019, episode 15.11, the Week 8 Show. Steve, I'm back from Dallas, but man, am I tired. Patriots and Bill Belichick are at it again. Seriously, we'll get to that, and we'll tell you, Sam Darnold's seen ghosts? What? Really? What? I finally got a win in the challenge game, Steve. Congratulations. Feels good. It's about time. Really? Were you mad that your streak came to an end? Um, I, I had very mixed feelings on it because that me losing means that the Bears also lost. So. Yes, yes. So that's good for you, right? The Bears uh, lose. Very much mixed emotions. And at the end of the day, I'd rather have the Bears lose and and lose the challenge game. Well, so. it was a great weekend for me. The Cowboys spanked the Eagles. And this week, I have a rave. We're going to go rant-free this week. What? That's right. A rave? Rant-free as I have a rave on the show. What? Plus, we'll give you all our week eight picks and Steve, I've had three straight winning locks, buddy. Have you been playing them? I have not. Steve, it's three weeks in a row you would have won money, and I've got another big one this week for you. We've had this conversation before. If I'm playing with money, <laughs> I can win those bets every time. When I actually put real money on, yeah, I get them wrong every time. All right, well, Vegas loves me. I'm trying to make it four in a row with my locks, so make sure you're getting on them. Let's chop it in, people. It's football time. <laughs> Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. So um, I'm just going to replay this a little bit here. All right, Eric Cartman, our dear friend. <laughs> I love it. It's okay if you cheat, as long as you cheat your way to the top. Okay, he was playing James Edward almost from Stand and Deliver, right? Yes. <laughs> it's the character he was trying to do. Um, and I only bring this up because Bill Belichick is in the news again, this time for exploiting a clock loophole. Right, that the NFL has in there. I'm going to read his quote, and I'm going to tell you what he did. All right, he said um, he he added that the that these league rules probably shouldn't allow that, and most likely will get changed. But he said, no, it's just the way the rules are set up. We were able to run quite a bit of time off the clock without really having to do anything. That's probably a loophole that will be closed, and probably should be closed. But right now, it's open. Now. These are the cojones on this man who can come out and say, yeah, I exploited a loophole in the rule. I was able to run a minute and a half basically off the clock without ever having to snap the ball. All right. For those of you who don't know, yes, this little incident had nothing to do with the game as they thrashed the Jets 33-0. But in the fourth quarter, being up 33-0, Third down play ended. There was 11 minutes and five seconds on the game clock. Got the fourth down, 
And before the Patriots actually punted the ball away to the Jets, the clock read 9.43. Where did that minute 22 seconds go, you, you ask? Well, here's the deal. They intentionally took a delay of game penalty. Um, and once that penalty was declined by the Jets, they set the ball down again, and they start the clock. So the clock moves again. So that's 40 seconds that they took for that first play without taking a delay of penalty. 40-second game clock. Clock gets reset. Here we go. Another 40 seconds. False start. Which, did they do it on purpose? I think so. Probably. Now, <laughs> the Jets declined that penalty as well. They put the ball down and they punt. So from that time, from the end of the third down play to the time they punted, they elapsed 1 minute 22 seconds. Did they break the rule? No. There, was, the, no, there was no rule By breaking. the letter of the law, there's, you know, they but to intentionally take a delay a game and then a false start penalty just to keep the clock moving so you don't have to punt the football. That is, in essence, you're doing something shady. And that's what the Patriots are known for, Steve. Doing shady business. Can they just play the game But as you said, this had, no, once? this had no bearing on the outcome of the no, game. No, of right? course so not. But if, it's if, they, if they had done this in the final three minutes of the game to, to win the game and not turn the ball back over to an offense that could score on them, okay, that, that has the outcome of the game. They're exploiting the rules and a loophole in the rules to, to win the game. In this case, it was... Then why do it in a game you're winning 33-0? That's my question. I don't know. Why do it? Just to show the NFL, ha-ha, I can still do well, stuff. The, the, the problem is, what's the NFL going to do? Add another rule? That's working so well. <laughs> we're going to avoid going down a whole yes, rabbit hole This is there. a rant-free show, Steve. That is. Rant-free show. No, I, I, I mean, maybe they just do something, <laughs> clarify. Like, if, if we really think so, – so the challenge there is the clock keeps running because what right. we don't want to do is give the offense a free timeout right. by right. a false start or, or a, a delay, delay of game, game yes. or something where then they can regroup. And, you know, if, if you're in a last-minute, two-minute drive desperation, you're out of timeouts, do you take a five-minute false start or five-yard false start penalty and stop the clock to be you able to regroup? That. It'll just be a 10-second runoff. Right. Which I don't know. Maybe in this case, well, they no. But in this, to. in this case, if you're the offense, it's not doing that. It's right. it, the, the clock continues to run once they respot the ball. Correct. So you're not getting you know, the play clock starts going, but you're not you're not running time off the the game clock. I guess so. So if the NFL tries to adjust the rules to close this loophole, as Belichick is saying, I don't. All you're doing is making it. You're adding more rules. I mean, in in my opinion, it should be as simple as if if you see that they're taking advantage of that type of a thing to to win a game, so it's having an outcome in a game, throw an unsportsmanlike conduct flag on the on the coach or something, and and you know back them up fifteen yards or do something. But and then and then find them afterwards yeah. that you shouldn't be doing this. And, and and then there's that picture where he's discussing it with the refs, and he's got that evil grin on his face I, I just i am smarter than all of you yeah i, I, I could do your job in my sleep yeah <laughs> i just irked i am irked steve i am irked so here's a question that but somebody I'm, posed but I'm happy. earlier 
Also, because I'm sorry to interrupt, because I have to, you know, I have to do it. I am the smartest man alive. We need to get that in a Bill Belichick accent, <laughs> which would be nowhere near. <laughs> I am the smartest, the man, smartest alive. man alive. That's it. Yeah. So, question was posed earlier this week. Yes. Is the dominance of the Patriots good or bad for football? I would dominate the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins too. Are we? I mean, think about think about it this way, Steve. When the Patriots open up their schedule, they're already guaranteed six wins. It's six and zero for them before the season even starts. Regardless of who else they have to play, they got the Dolphins twice, they got the Jets twice, and they got the Bills twice. And for as long as I've been doing this show, about fifteen years. With the exception of those two years where Rex Ryan took the Jets and Mark Sanchez to the AFC Championship game, all those teams have been a joke. So, yes, they still have to play the games and the Patriots still have to win those games. But in essence, put another good team. Put the Green Bay Packers in the height during the when the when the Packers went and won their Super Bowl. Put that Packers team in with the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins. Aren't they doing just as well? I, th- that's the thing is I don't know that they are. I, I I'm not discounting anything you're saying that they get those those six wins you know five yes. six wins easily out of out of playing in the division. They remind right? me of Alabama. So Alabama is, plays his first three cupcake schedule. They, they 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 get a junior college. They get a high school from New Mexico and some other little junior college team, and they wipe up the floor with them. And at the end of the season, oh look, Alabama's undefeated. It's great. Well, you know what? Five of their games are against nobody teams. And that's the same thing I feel about the Patriots. Now, this is a rant-free show. This is not a rant. I'm just trying to establish now, it, I, I'm just going to offset a little on that. Alabama and the Patriots are playing teams that, gosh, if everyone else played, they do just as well. The, the Badgers have Alabama on their schedule in, like, 22-23 or something like that. So, so Thank goodness one, that Alabama one, decided one less- to – Start start I, playing some cupcake games. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I, I, I think that the Patriots definitely get the advantage of the division they're playing in, but I, I do believe there is some argument to that between the coaching staff and the culture that they've got that they would maybe not as successful as they've been, but they would still be very good in another division in the NFL. I say you put the Patriots in the North or the South in the AFC. And let's see how they do against the Ravens and the Steelers and the Bengals. Or let's see how they do against, you know, uh, the South, I'm trying to say, the the, the, the Colts, the, the Texans. I don't want to say the Titans and the Jacks because that's right. two, you know, teams that have been All right. so. uh, not that well. But, but but the Patriots. You know one one of the things the Patriots have have done exceptionally well over the last two decades is adapt the gameplay week in and week out more effectively than thirty one other teams. Than other teams, yes. They they do know how to play to the strengths of their of the players that they have available to them because that's changed, and I give them that. Right. And they so also I've, know how to play to the weaknesses of their opponents. They right. know how to exploit that. So so when, when a player goes down, when a player retires, when they get suspended, w- whatever it happens to be, yes. and we all say, well, that's it. That was the, the glue holding this New England Patriots team together. 
And then it's not. But it turns out that they're just as good without that player, possibly better without that player than they were with. So so I do think there's something more than just they're playing in the division they're playing in. Yeah. So back to the original question, the the Patriots' dominance over the last 20 years, is it good for football or is it bad for football? It's a good question. I'm indifferent to it. I think there have been – uh, plenty of other teams in the AFC who have, you know, it's it's not them in the Super Bowl every year. It seems like it over the last five years, but if you look over the last twenty years, it hasn't been them at the end every single year. That would have been that would be that like me is to my problem with college football and the college football playoff and their desire to put Alabama in that play the four gate team playoffs even though they've lost the game. And they have not won their conference. My thing is the fifth, the best four teams in that final four playoffs in college football should have at least won their conference. If you have not won your conference, you should not be considered one of the best four teams in college football because you couldn't even win your own conference. That's my whole problem with that. Take four teams that have won their conference and have earned the right to be there. Don't just add Alabama in there just to say, I'm going to add Alabama. Because what happened last year when they didn't win their conference and they, I felt, did not deserve to be in there? They got spanked by Clemson. All right? That's my, pro- that's my problem with Alabama. And that's kind of my problem with the Patriots. I want to see them play. T- At the end of the year, I think I, I haven't done the research, and maybe I need to do this, or maybe I should hire a researcher, one or the other. But if I were to take – the strength of schedule of the New England Patriots at the end of the season over the last 10 years, I bet you it would be one of the highest, I'm sorry, lowest strength of schedules based on their opponents that they faced because they've played a bunch of pot stuff. Sure. I don't, I don't disagree. So, so, so if anybody wants to take on the time to come up with that research yes, for please me. send your applications into the website. <laughs> um, we, we pay in cheese balls and Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, or Pepsi. Or, or Pepsi, yes. Would I pay Coke if somebody wanted Coke as an option? It depends on it depends what their on, resume yes, is. what the resume is. So there you go, if you, if you want to do that research for me, because I really do think it would be one of the lowest strength of victories that the Patriots would have over the last decade for just the opponents that they play. I I just I think I think the Patriots being as dominant as they have been is is good overall for football because everybody needs an evil empire. Everybody, everybody needs a foil, right? Everybody needs somebody to hate. And you know what? I think he's back. I made after I made what? the comment. When, t- when, when did Return of the Jedi air? Return of the Jedi was 80, 85. 85. I was going to say 86, 87, but 85, right around there. So that's 30 years we're coming up on that, right? 30 years that Emperor Palpatine has been missing. Presumed dead. <laughs> Sort of. Well, thrown yes. down a shaft by Darth Vader. We have an order of movies and things right. like that that right. we're not well, going to. Well, true. Well, it, it, well we're going to yeah. gloss over one, two, and three. But yeah. the original, like when you thought he, Darth Vader threw him and he saved his son and he, he found the light. And Would he, this be considered a spoiler that we're giving here? 
Oh, come on. If you have not seen the original Star Wars trilogy. No, Star I'm not, Wars, I'm not talking Strikes, about the original trilogy. I'm talking about. The movie that's coming out? The, you the didn't see the movie? trailer that I during did, Monday Night Football? I did see it. That's Emperor Palpatine if in the you chair. Don't, if you don't, I understand who was in there, and I've read <laughs> enough to know what the storyline is. How many of our listeners don't want to know? I'm sorry. Yes. Spoiler alert. Should I have a spoiler alert? I don't even have the spoiler alert sound. See, now we're now we're getting onto a rant about <laughs> Star Wars. So, Not right. ranting. It's right. a rant-free Mo- show. I'm just moving, saying. Moving on because I see dead I people. I've got so we're, 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 we're on movies. We bought <laughs> ten tickets. Okay, so if you and your family want to join us and and take some of those tickets off our hands, we have them for Thursday night sneak peek before it airs to the world. Okay. All right. So sold. Maybe, maybe not six of them. <laughs> it might only be one of them, but we'll see. Well, one of them. Let us know. <laughs> We're putting it out there, and, and as a matter of fact, I'm putting it, I'm putting it out there right now to the whole world out there that's listening. If you want to make your way to Pasadena on December, I don't even know the date. I'll have to throw the date in the next. I'll put it up on the website to go see the final Star Wars movie with the Mirandas. Let me know. I've got tickets available. All right. Your comment about the final Star Wars movie. Yes. Look, okay. I'm sorry. Disney, the, this Disney, is the fi- owns, <laughs> yes. Disney owns Star Wars. Do you yes. honestly say that this is going to be the last? No. There are going to be more Star Wars movies. But this and, is I, the- and I'm not talking about the the, the, the side stories and, yeah, and all that. There's going to be tons of they're, side stories. They're going to do that. We this know that. This is the final story of the Luke Skywalker saga, which is nine movies. BS. That's it. Yes. That is it. Steve, it is done. With this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, you will not see another Star Wars movie that has to do with the trilogy. When Mickey of- Mouse watches <laughs> two other Star Wars movies go through that make a fraction of what this main storyline does, they're doing a tenth movie. <laughs> they will find a way to do a tenth movie. This was the whole so the somehow whole- somehow the- episode seven saw J.J. Abrams doing a photocopy of A New Hope, and we all went to see it. We did. And, and look, like I'm There was saying, nothing new in that movie. It was literally a photocopy of episode as three. As far as I could remember, being a child, loving Star Wars, I knew there was four, five, six. I knew that hopefully somewhere in the future they would do a one, two, three, and at one point there would be an, a seven, eight, nine, and we would be done with the story. Now, I love all these cool, because like Rogue One and uh, 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 Solo, those Star Wars. Those were fun. Yes. Movies, very nice, very nicely done. But I'm only in it for nine films. It's so, like, it's like, do you make another Harry Potter? You, you finished your seven books, you squeezed an eighth movie out of it, right? Because you made two movies. Yeah, you for split the last one book, one. yep. You're not going to come and make another ninth Harry Potter, even though it'll make a billion dollars. You're not going to make a ninth one. That's done. And we weren't going to make another Top Gun. Oh, look, there's another Top Gun. Yeah, but that's just Tom That's just Tom Cruise trying to make some money, man. Yeah, because he needs it. I, well, he doesn't. He doesn't. The Scientologists but, do. <laughs> oh, now we're taking jazz. That's a rant-free show, Steve. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I tried to move on to seeing dead people a few minutes ago, and somehow well, we went off on a movie Let's talk rant. about seeing dead people, and poor Sam Darnold, who's mic'd up for Monday Night Football, and he admits to the world 
that he's seen ghosts. Now, please tell me he didn't mean that he saw actual ghosts on the football field. No, of course not. Okay, great. No. I'm sure it's kind of like I, I saw people where they weren't really there, and that's why I threw the interception kind of stuff, right? But it sounds like I've seen ghosts. I mean, if you see some of the ex-players and some of the stuff they're talking about, it's 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 less about the you know I'm actually seeing a player that's not there. It's more it's more you you feel a backside rush coming toward right. you when you look back on it. The film the next day turns out it wasn't there. So you're, you're you've got too much stimulus coming at you. You're not able to discern what's what's safe and what's not safe, and and you're making poor decisions. My only really question was, for so. uh, Sam is. Why couldn't he see ghosts the week before? You know, his first game back on the football yeah. field. Why did he have to wait for this game to see the ghosts? That, that's he never had hope to win this one. So <laughs> if you're gonna see, if you're gonna see ghosts, you might as well. This be the one where you you had no chance of winning. Was there anyone in the world that that thought that the Jets were actually gonna win this game? There were a couple pundits out there I saw take the Jets. There was uh, there was some talk of they could make a game out of it, but no, I saw two pundits literally take the Jets to win the football game. They just do that for ratings. I think that's what was. They going didn't on actually there. believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, if I you would, went and looked at their, you, know, at, you you went and looked at their picks on on Pick'em leagues, and it was all Patriots. They yeah. just they just wanted to boost their ratings in New York. Just just so you know, I will never take a team just to boost my ratings. Okay. Yes, I I agree completely. <laughs> All right. Um, the Patriots, speaking of ghosts, more ghosts, wide receiver Josh Gordon is being placed on IR, and there's talk that when he returns from IR, they're just going to release him outright. So, once again. And, and in this case, IR is, I mean, that's knee-related. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're not talking past issues. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's health-related. And they're just saying that once he's healthy and he comes back off of IR, they're probably just going to release him. He's not on the same page with Brady and stuff like that. Because of that, they went out and traded for a wide receiver, traded with the Atlanta Falcons to get Mohamed Sanu. So they're still trying to bring it. I think that they've – they haven't really had quite ever replaced Randy Moss, right? His great year with 20 TDs and – a scajillion yards and, you know, breaking every record conceivable with Tom Brady. Um, they looked very cute, by the way, on the field before Monday Night Football. Moss, who's now working for ESPN, and Tom Brady. That was very touchy-feely. I, t- I teared up. Teared up a little. Just yeah. a little. Um, so, Mohamed Sanu leaving Atlanta. So, I think Atlanta's, you know, Matt Ryan got hurt last week. They weren't beating the Rams anyway. They got they got thrashed. But Matt Ryan's now hurt. I Look, if I'm Matt Ryan, maybe it's just me. I see what's going on. I'm one in six. They're one in six, right? They are. They're one in six. My ankle might be hurt a little long. <laughs> I may not be rushing to get on that football field and because uh, it's just not looking pretty in Atlanta. Um, finally, uh, Diggs got traded. You know, you've been hearing a lot about Diggs. And he I've been hearing a lot about a Diggs. Got traded. What? No, no, not that Diggs. Not Stefan. Quandry. You know Quandry Diggs? You know, I'm not entirely familiar. I know who Quandry Diggs From is. From the Detroit Lions. Okay. They traded him off to the Seattle Seahawks. I, all I saw is Diggs traded. And you know what? Shame on you, media, 
for making me click the stupid link for just saying Diggs traded. Because who are we thinking is getting traded when you see uh, Diggs traded? Yeah, he's been complaining out there. St- Stefan, right? I started Diggs in, in one of my leagues yes. with the comment beside it of, has he been whining enough in the locker room for me to start him this week? <laughs> and it went to a bunch of Vikings fans. None of them have yet responded whether or not he's been complaining enough to get <laughs> enough touches this week. So I'm uh, still waiting for decent, an answer, he please. He had a decent game last week. Although last week was Alan Thielen's well, game, and then so Thielen got hurt, and he's not going to play. Tomorrow, you have to so. understand that this this league that I'm in is it, the the, the rules are 35 years old and have never been updated. So there's no yards or points per catch. There's no there's no yardage bonus. So if you it get is, so it you is don't get point nine if he gets nine yards, you have to get ten yards to get your one point. No, 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 no. The, you get you get six points for a catch. A, a, a touchdown reception, six okay, points yeah. for a rushing touchdown. Yep, that's and standard. you get a six point bonus for getting over a hundred yards as a receiver or running back. That's it. That's it. There's no wait a minute. There's no points for yardage. No, nope. because one point for every ten yards is standard. Well, it is now. It wasn't thirty five years ago when True. these guys put it together. This is this league is currently going thirty five years. Maybe another might be 36 or 37. Wow. And they are on. They've been playing longer. They than are me. now on the third, second generation. So the guys who started it, so the, the yeah, original six guys are still there. And now of those six guys, there are three uh, children that have gotten involved in this league. They've, they've been playing a lot longer than me. I started when I was 25. I just turned <clears throat> years old. Yep. So you know how long so I've you've been. So yeah, you've been playing for 10 years, yes. <laughs> You're the best, man. <laughs> I think I may have just labeled Steve the best co-host I've ever had on the show. <laughs> See how easy well, I am? Because I can do math? Come on. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. Let's get to it. We're going to move away from that. Um, enough with Belichick exploiting loopholes, Patriots trading player for players, and placing players on IR. And, yes, Quandre, not Stefan, being traded from Detroit to Seattle. Real quickly, because we've just been talking like crazy, like, like we always do, um, I'm going to give you a simple little rave, and then we'll move on to week eight and our week eight picks. Rave time! As we complete the beginning of our non-rant podcast episode, uh, I'll start with a rave, and it's real simple. It's on one player who you have to give some props to, and that player is quarterback Jacoby Brissett of the Indianapolis Colts. Look, I was guilty of it. Maybe Steve, my partner, wasn't guilty of it, although I don't know. i got to go back and check the record. But a lot of pundits out there in the world, there were fights. Uh, Troy Aikman yelling at, you know, another dude for, you know, hey, what, what are you to say when Andrew Luck can retire and not and all that nonsense. But basically, everybody, except for possibly Steve, well, once again, we'll check the record, Steve. Please do, yep. Put the Indianapolis Colts to bed. Andrew Luck says, I'm retired. I'm going to take my neck beard and my football and leave you. What, Steve? <laughs> he didn't say that? I'm sorry. He just took I, his I, I think you missed the neck beard the neck in his beard quote. Part? Yeah. Okay. He, he might have <laughs> actually said, I'm taking my football with me. But but not the neck beard part. Okay. But he left and retired weeks before the season started. And everybody came down on the Indianapolis Colts like it was the end of the world. 
They had no shot at competing for the division. They, there was no way they were going anywhere. And this week, Jacoby Brissett going 26 of 39 for 326 yards and four touchdowns against the Houston Texans, who everybody just as default said, this is who's going to win this division now. And Jacoby Brissett lights out football. He's been playing very, very good football all throughout this season. Has the Indianapolis Colts atop the AFC South at 4-2. and two. They got a half game, a one-and-a-half game lead over the Houston Texans by essence of their win. They're 2-0 and oh in the division already. That's really good. 3-2 and two in the conference. That's really good. Um, they basically have all kinds of tiebreaker situations right now that are in their favor to win the AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans, they're in there. They're at three and four. They're a game and a half back. But nobody at this point had I said through the first seven weeks of the season, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be winning this division and Jacoby Brissett is going to be playing really, really good fall. I don't, I don't believe anybody would have thought that. No. Except for the Indianapolis Colts and the people within that organization. Jacoby Brissett has, has shown that, look, I can compete at a high level. Um, there was a reason Indianapolis traded with New England to bring me here. Um, his, his situation last year wasn't really good. He didn't really know the system all that well, but he still went out there and performed to the best of his ability. Now that he's been the guy and he has that full year under his belt, he's really showing – what he can do, if I look at, at, if you just look at his game logs this week, this for this season alone, um, he has thrown for over 300 yards three times. The other times where he didn't throw for 300 yards, he did enough to keep his team in those games. Their losses were a six-point loss the first week of the season to the Los Angeles Chargers, and then a kind of the blip in the radar was their loss to the Oakland Raiders where something kind of got away from there, from them there. They lost 31-24. They came back to get into that game, and they nearly tied it at the end. So they've been in every single football game, that, the two that they've lost, and obviously won the others. And those wins include the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans, two teams that we thought were going to be in the playoffs there. So I just – I'm applauding my Ravens to applaud – Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts for not giving up on their season when everybody in the whole world around them gave up on the season for them. Um, so that's pretty good. We're, we're going to give them a little round of applause. All right, that's my rave, Steve. That's all I've got. You want to add anything? No, I'm good. I, you I want to rave sure, about let, someone? Let, let me add just a little bit kind of on tailing on the back end of yours. Sure. So – from a, we, we talked about the stats. You brought up the 300-yard games, everything else. So, Brissett is. If you look at his numbers, most of those numbers are not top-tier quarterback. Right. We we dissect numbers in football and most sports every which way we can find, trying to figure out who's better than than who's the best quarterback, who's the best whatever. So, there are really only two things that matter, and at the end of the day, there's only one thing that matters. The win yeah. is the only thing that matters. Yes. If, if you have the 
first worst stats or best stats in the league, but you've gone 16 and 0, they're going to be giving you a pat on the back. I, I don't know how you do that, but yeah. So his yards are not top tier. He's his interceptions. He's middle of the pack sacks. He's getting sacked a fair amount. He has 14 touchdowns on the year, but only three picks. Right. That's, that's very, I mean, that's very tight. He's, let's just put it this way. He's protecting the football. Who's got more touchdown passes than he does this year? Do you know? I've got it in front of me, so. Uh, Mahomes? Yes. Uh, How many do you think Mahomes has? 16? 15. 15? He has one more than Brissett. Right. Um, Well, now that you've said that, I I don't think there's anybody else. Russell Wilson. How many? 15? 15. Okay. (laughs) This one will surprise everyone. Matt Ryan with 15. (laughs) Yeah, see, the, the the Falcons losing is not because of Matt Ryan. No. No, it, it is it has not been him. But point being that there are only three quarterbacks in the league that have thrown, more, thrown touchdowns more touchdowns than, Jacoby Brissett. than yeah. he has. Yeah, so, again, some of those stats don't look great on paper, but, but the ones that count, which are the points on the board and the W, those are the yeah. ones he's doing well in. Yeah, great, 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 real good for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I really wanted to kind of, like, highlight that, that, you know, when everybody else said, man, Jacoby Brissett and this Colts team, I don't know going to do it. Here they are, leading in the division. All right, Steve. We're going to start with El Juego Grande Gigante Estupendo de la Semana. That's a lot of, that's a lot of descriptive words there. It you. is. So we're going Jets-Jags right out of the gates here, right? Right out of the gate. The Green Bay Packers travel to Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. I, see, I don't know what Fox does. That I mean, not Fox. Uh, NBC does. And this is my company, so I can't really, you know, harp on it too much. But how do we get all these good games? Because Monday's Monday night, I was watching. The I Thursday stopped games watching Monday and, the, game. and the Monday games have not been good no, this season. And I was looking at Monday night's game. I was like, who sat there in a room and said, oh, yeah, I want Patriots Jets. Who? I, I have no idea. And, and this week, I, I, Redskins, are you Vikings? Getting, are you getting I'll ratings take... out of New York and New England? Maybe. Cause, New, York, cause New York fans are going to watch unless, the game. Unless you are a fan of the teams that we've seen on Thursday and Monday night. Right. You're not you're watching. You're not watching. It. No, no, like, no. I, no. I didn't watch Monday Night Football. I was in San Francisco at a client dinner, and the game was on in the background, so yeah. we knew what the score was, but there was no sitting down and watching the game. I watched the first half. And then my daughter, who is now a collegiate in film school, said, Dad, I have an assignment. I have uh, the script of Scarface. I want to watch the movie as I'm going through the script. Like, I'm going to do that instead of watch this game. Come up here. Let's watch it. So that's what we did. I didn't I didn't see at all the second half I, because had I seen the I'm seeing ghosts comment during the game being aired, uh, I would have been very visible on Twitter about that. So I didn't see that um, because we decided to, to watch Scarface and have the original script uh, in front of us as we watched the movie. Very cool. It was a uh, really, really fun times. But these Sunday night football games, man, I mean, not, like, look, obviously it wasn't all that good for the Eagles this past Sunday. It was great for me, and it was great for Cowboy fans. 
But I bet you that everybody was watching because there's so many people that hate the Dallas Cowboys were just wishing that the Eagles or, would or, come back and watch that game. Or hate the Eagles. Yeah, vice versa. Or watching, you know, are we seeing the meltdown of the of the Cowboys just out of raw curiosity? I mean, rubbernecking watching a train wreck. Or is, that, is that what we're seeing with the Cowboys? And they, no, they definitely, yeah. you know, let a few games go, but that doesn't mean they're a bad team, so – so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna see this game. Look, I'm obviously a little bummed that Patrick Mahomes isn't playing in this game. I'm really bummed because he's my quarterback in virtually every fantasy football league that I have, all save one, where I have Deshaun Watson, I think, or Tom Brady, Ugh, one of those. Anyways, so now I had to scr- I was scramble mode. Now, fortunately for me, being the shrewd fantasy footballer that I am. Mahomes went down on Thursday night. So I was able to go on Friday and say, okay, what quarterback can I get now before they go on waivers Sunday? Um, Slim pickings, man. But I picked up Kirk Cousins in a couple because I think he's finally throwing the football. He's got three straight weeks of three touchdowns or more. Four now. Four now? No. no. He's looking good for now. Yeah, for now. But all I need him is for now. Like – Mahomes was back in practice today. I don't know if anybody knows, but he was throwing footballs today at practice. He was limited, and he's probably still not going to play this week, and he probably won't play the week after that. But he might be back in three weeks. Right. Um, so I just need someone for now to help me out. And it just happens, Kirk Cousins this week, he's got the Washington Redskins at home. I like my chances, Steve. Please tell me that it's going to be okay. Uh, sure. I, I will tell you it's going to be okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's going to be okay. So, anyways, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at home. And, look, they've they've had two really bad games at home. Here come the Packers. Everybody's saying, oh, the Packers are beat in the NFC. I'm asking you, Steve, this is a question. That's a legitimate question. Are the Packers the team to beat? In the NFC. No, but I think they're in the mix. They're in the mix. All right. Packers still have some injuries of their own. Although it didn't really seem to bother them last week against the Oakland Raiders. No. But no, it was the Oakland Raiders. Well, who's got the better defense, the Raiders or the Chiefs? I think the Chiefs right now. The Raiders. It's not great. It's not great, but that's how bad the Raiders' defense is. Okay. You know when they looked good? When they played a horrible offense in the Chicago Bears, and Week One, they played. A, they looked they really played a good. Warm bag of meat called Trubisky, and it wasn't even Trubisky. Oh, it was no, Chase Daniels, was, right? Yeah, it was Daniels. And then Week One, when they played Fat Flacco, and they made him look bad. And how bad is this, the, the the Denver Bronco offense right now? Yes. All of their fans on Twitter, I was like, did our offense even make the trip? Oh, wait a minute, it's a home game. <laughs> that's how bad their offense was. Did they make the trip? Oh, wait, they're at home. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, So there you go. I, I'm going to stick with the home team because I just don't think Andy Reid will allow his football team to lose three home games. Not at Arrowhead. He's going to find a way to circle the wagons and get it done against the Green Bay Packers. It's also my upset of the Okay, that's a that's a lot of faith in those Chiefs. They're getting six points, Steve. 
Are, the, are you really ready to say that the Packers are going to be somebody by a touchdown on the road? Easily, yes. Easily? If the, if the offense clicks the way it was, every week we've seen the Packers' offense improve. Yes. Defense has kind of had its fits and spurts. So the key here is is where where the Chiefs are strong on defense is against the pass. Yes. Aaron Rodgers isn't winning this game this week. This is going to be one on the ground. With Jones? And if they can switch the play calling, if they can make the adjustments they need to, to play this game on the ground, I think they can open up enough of a lead. And I just don't – Chiefs offense still has plenty of – of weapons to come at a lot of the weapons. Packers defense. I just don't think if they if they pound the ball in the running game, one after another, that I think the Packers can come out ahead. All right. I think, look, I think that definitely there is a big step down at the quarterback position for the Chiefs. But I think offensively with all of the weapons that they have, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill now back and seeming to be a threat, he caught a Big touchdown pass last week from Matt Moore. Matt Moore now having a full week to prepare for this football game. Sunday night, the lights, Arrowhead. So last week, and again, I, I get that he came in, but it was against the Broncos. True. Right? And the Broncos ten, ten of nineteen, wasn't that. 10 of 19, 117 yards, but 57 of that was on one play. Yes. And one to touchdown. Tyreek. Yes. Right. Bomb to Tyreek Hill. So – these aren't numbers that are going to – that scare me as a Packers fan. Yeah, but those numbers are for half a game. Now double it. Double it, Steve. Okay, so you got 240 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns with two big plays in there. I, I'm i still not – given what the Packers have on the offensive side of the oh, ball going man. against a bad Chiefs – an average to gonna, below average Chiefs We just game. started. Are you going to make this the challenge game? No. Uh, good. You have given me advice in the past. Do not pick your team in the challenge game. Now, you don't seem to follow that, but. I, I did. Well, I, I didn't last week. I, I mean, week four. Four. Against yes. the Saints. And it burned me. It double burned me. Well, that, Because yeah. it was a game they should have won. And that's what you've said is, you know, if, if I'm up, I'm already going to be upset if the Packers lose. Yes. I'm going to be doubly upset if I'm losing the challenge game. Yes. So, no, this isn't the challenge game. All right. Well, we still got 15. There are 15 games. There's only two buys this week. Cowboys and Ravens are on a buy. That's it. So, there's 15 games. Um, a lot of fantasy points on the, on the buy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very happy. So, in one league – I, where Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback, you know who my backup is? <laughs> Lamar Jackson. And I'm feeling really good. And I'm like, yeah. And it, you have got to freaking be kidding me right you, now. You missed that that little column I, in the draft board I that said what week they had buys? Well, no, no. Mahomes doesn't have a bye this oh, week. Oh, I'm sorry, Mahomes. You're right. I'm Mahomes sorry. is out to injury. So I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The whole purpose for me to have Lamar Jackson was – if I needed – I definitely was going to use him in his bye week because Lamar has, like, a great bye week matchup that week. Um, but I wasn't expecting to need him until then. And if Mahomes kind of went down, I still had a legitimate quarterback, and he's on a bye this week. So I had to go pick up – you don't even want to know who I had to pick up. It's all right. Move on. Should I tell you? No. I think I should tell you. All right. Let's hear it. Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best quarterback that was available, man. It's going to be bad. 
All right. I'm taking the Chiefs all on my own, you and Lady Edith. Lady Edith, who, by the way, had a very nice winning record last week, she's taking the Packers as well. She's back on the Packers bandwagon now. She's finally back on the Packers bandwagon. All right. There you go. Let's move on to games of the week. We'll start on in Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills host the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a tough game to pick. Yeah. So, look, the Philadelphia Eagles. If you can pull emotion out of this game, which is hard to do, you don't want the Eagles to win. I don't. You don't want to pick them. I don't. I love the Bills' story that they're, they're killing it this year. I do. Here's my thing. The Philadelphia Eagles right now are asking a lot of questions. They're getting asked a lot of questions because they were flat out of 27 points. You know the last time the Cowboys whipped on the Eagles like that? Yeah, all the way to like 89 or something like that. I mean, they got whooped, Steve. It wasn't – I mean, it was a whooping. Carson Wentz looked bad. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> um. I just think that whenever a team has a game like that, they usually the following week, they, they, they're practicing a little harder, they're a little more focused, and the following week they just don't look that bad. And the well, Buffalo I, Bills, I mean, unless you're, I don't know, the, the Redskins or the Dolphins, when you look that bad one week, you practice harder and you – Okay. Look that bad Clearly, next week. I'm not talking about Cincinnati, Miami, or Washington, or any of those teams that are down there with just one win. Okay. I'm talking about good teams that you expect them to do well this season. Okay. I'm not talking about the Miami Dolphins. They look bad one week. They're going to look bad the next week. And that's just who they are this season. Same with the Cincinnati Bengals. That's just who they are. This was a team that people thought was going somewhere. And literally, they were fighting for a chance there to move into first place in their division. They lose this game, and the Cowboys. It's going to be pretty hard. hard yeah, it's going to be hard for them to, to to catch back up, right? Look, the Buffalo Bills. The the thing about the Buffalo Bills, they had a one point win over the Jets. They beat the Giants by two touchdowns. They sneaked past the Bengals, twenty one seventeen. Then they lost to the Patriots, and then they got back to the winning ways, a, four, a touchdown win over uh, the Tennessee Titans. And then they struggled for a little bit with the Miami Dolphins. Finally got the win. They got the win on the 20th. But they struggled. It's not a team they should have struggled with. I think it all is going to depend on which Eagles team shows up. True. If, if the Eagles, who played on Sunday Night Football against your Cowboys, show up, the Bills win this game. Well, absolutely. But is that the Eagles team we should expect to see? I think we do. My opinion, I think we do. I'm I'm sticking with the Bills. I've got the Bills right now, but I reserve the judgment to change this to the Eagles. Man, they've had two back-to-back. I mean, they lost. I forgot they lost 38-20 to the Vikings the week before. They're imploding. Your theory is not holding up. Now, bounce to, back to, game. It's be, the bounce back to game. To be fair, coming off that Vikings whooping to go into Dallas. Yeah. I mean, that's prime time. That's game. a different. That's like Bears Packers. It's just 
a lot of the rules you would put in place for yeah. normal things, you just do away because yeah. it's 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 Eagles Cowboys. And and they felt. I mean, look, be, literally before you blinked, it was fourteen nothing. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was there, Mom. I was looking at him like, is this is this really happening? You know, there's only five minutes got off the clock, okay. and it's fourteen nothing. We were we enjoyed. It, it it was they they had a uh, ambulance chaser lawyer following them after five minutes. Like did, did your neck hurt from the whiplash yeah. of that something. Well, sorry, I guess that one took I, a little longer to develop than I thought it was going to. So. What I love, real quick, I just I got to get it in there, is that that Saturday when we were in town, going through the airport all around town, is all the Eagles fans, and I really hate when they chant their stupid E A G L E S Eagles. And everybody does it, and they were all loud and stuff. By halftime, you couldn't hear a single one. And that was the best day. And then the next day in the airport, heading back out, you see all the Eagles jersey. No one was chanting. I had a friend that uh, came from Dallas to San Francisco on Monday. And he said it was it was amazing the number of Eagles fans you saw on that flight. He said, I, I have no idea why Dallas to San Francisco is half full of Eagles fans. Eagles fans, yeah. But he said, yeah, none of them. They were were pulling their eyes up. They, I mean, they all were staring at their feet and quiet and... Which is the best. It's the best, Steve. Because Saturday... I'm not... Look, I'm not... I'm a friendly guy. I get along with everybody. And I'll talk to everybody. And... But when Eagles fans come to me, it's... It, you know, I'm walking through the airport and, I, and all I had on was my very quiet black with the Black Star Cowboys cap on all the other other stuff was just regular you know nike stuff and stuff but for them to see me and decide that now's a perfect opportunity for me to chant the eagles chant that irked me so the win was very satisfying because the next day not a peep from those guys which is great i'm taking the bills however <sighs> lady edith oh my god i don't even want to say it you say it she has decided that she has confidence that this is their bounce back week and she's going with the Eagles. <laughs> All right. She is taking So we can say at least one of the of the picking experts on our show is, is going with the Eagles. Eagles. All right. Way to go. We'll move on to New Orleans, where the New Orleans Saints host the Arizona Cardinals. Now I wanted to take Arizona. I took them down. I was on my own. I was on an island last week with Arizona. Thank you very much, Kyler Murray, for getting it done. But this week, with the chance of Drew Brees coming back, I can't take the Arizona Cardinals. No. You just cannot do it. Can you? No. I. The, the Cardinals only have upside yes. through the rest of the season and into next season. Yes. So they, 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 this apparently air raid offense is starting to click. They're getting some experience. It's starting to look better week after week. It's the Saints at home. I've I've got the Saints. I've got the Saints too. I'm not messing around. Lady that has the Saints too. We still don't know if Drew Brees is playing. He's saying that he's ready to play. It's obviously Sean Payton's and the team's call uh, whether he plays this week or not. I would say don't play him. Let him come back when he is 100%, 100% healthy. Because um, you've been doing fine. Look. I go back to that loss against the Rams, 27-9, and we look at the schedule and we're like, Seahawks, Cowboys, Bucks, Jags, Bears, wow. And then, you know, Cardinals, 
and the bye week. If they go three and three in those games, you know, Breeze will come back and they'll be fine. So they're they're on a bye next week. Next week. Yeah, keep Breeze on the bench. Keep Breeze on the bench. Give him two more weeks. Uh, then he has your bye week. Then he comes back from the bye, and then you got the Falcons, which is like another bye. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, there he, you go. He doesn't even need to play and make it so. The offense for the Saints won't have to show up. Oh, my God. Sorry, Falcons fans. Yeah, sorry, Atlanta. I've, That's I've right. not necessarily been high on them all year, so it's nothing new here. We've all got the Saints. We'll move on to uh, late game, 4.05 p.m. Eastern time start. The Carolina Panthers travel to San Francisco to face the 49ers. I'll tell you what. I experienced the noon start because I was in Dallas. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I want my football games to start at 10 a.m., Steve. And I want football all day. Yeah, even on Monday night when we had some of our New York uh, coworkers in, and and they are Jets fans, so they were interested in watching the game. They said, well, we can watch it after dinner. Like, no, the dinner's at at 6. I'm sorry, the game's over by 8.30. So there's no way you're watching it part of the game. And they it took them a few minutes to like do the math on that and realize I was right that they weren't going to be able to see any of they weren't going to see the end of Monday night football after dinner. Right. Because of course these dinners aren't hour long dinners. These right, are right, right. so That's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I like my West Coast living. It would be very difficult for me to move I, I could deal with the games going off at eleven in the morning. But I very much love the fact that Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football is done by 8.30. 8.30, yeah. You can do stuff after Afterwards. the games are done. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can tell like, tell the kids, go to bed, leave the kitchen a mess. I'll clean it up after the game. Right. On the East Coast, it's like, oh, man, I got to be up in four hours. I got to go to bed. That's crazy. I don't know how they do it. All right. Um, as much as I want to take the Carolina Panthers. I can't do it. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. And you think this game is going to be close? I think it's going to be close. This is my lock of the week, Steve. Carolina's getting six points. They are not losing by a touchdown. I almost think they're going to win the game. I think this is going to be a three, four, five-point game. They are 3-0 and on the road. They are 3-0 and against the spread on the road. And... You know, San Francisco isn't going to go undefeated. They're going to hit a snag. So it's my luck. Take Carolina and take the six points because they're going to control the football on the ground. They're going to shorten the game. And if they lose, it's going to be by three or four points. There's no way they lose by a touchdown. I'm locking them in. Take the Panthers. Take the points. But outright, I'm sticking with the 49ers. I may shoot myself in the foot next week if Carolina wins because I didn't have the cojones to pull the trigger, but I, I'm taking the 49ers. It'll be an interesting test for the 49ers. Obviously, we they, their defense has looked fantastic. Uh, everybody is pleasantly surprised uh, that the 49ers have, have performed the way they have. Yes. But you look at their schedule, and there's really not a quality opponent in there. Well, the Rams, you got to give them the Rams. That was a that was a, a really good coming into Los Angeles and smacking the Rams around a little bit. Nobody expected that. I, I sure didn't. Um, but outside of the Rams, you're right. There's a, there's a lot of nothing. 
But the Rams were coming off losses to Tampa Bay and Seattle. Yes. Right. So the Rams are – we're not – They're not strong, the Rams of last right? year. Yeah. Um, now, granted, against the Bucks, they put up 40 points. Right, right. Even Seattle, they they – yeah, barely, that was a, barely that was took a, that loss. And yeah, it, it was, was a, a field one point. goal. Right, that was a field goal miss at the end of the game. Right, um, the kickers. So I, I like the 49ers. I think they'll win this football game. I don't think they cover the spread uh, because I think it's going to be close. Christian McCaffrey has really it, he's opened a lot of people's eyes. Right. Yes. There's a there's a lot of people saying, boy, did we misjudge the type of running back this kid could be. Um, <clears throat> kudos to Carolina to to looking past what I believe was a was a double standard there on race because they were the only ones who could see it doesn't matter this kid is a white running back he's just a running back and too often times those stereotypes scouts tend to to look at that a little too closely in, in my opinion and, and I don't like that look at the kid can he run can he play the position? Yes. That's what you need to be focusing on and not anything else. So I think that uh, McCaffrey got the got the double standard on that one. Um, but he has proven to everybody that, look, <laughs> I belong in this league. I belong as a starting running back, and he's clearly showing it. I think they'll use him to, to shorten that game out and keep it close. So I don't have the same faith in that. I'm not going to necessarily comment on a point spread because I – You don't do that. I don't do it, and I don't want to. It's counter. gonna be my I, I fourth I don't straight go, week, Steve. I don't want to go and contradict your lock of the week. So <laughs> okay, so we'll move I, on. I'm on. I'm on the 49ers. Lady <laughs> Edith is on the 49ers as well. We are all on 49ers. You know what's a little scary? Last week there were five games where you and Lady Edith and myself were all on, and they all won. That I don't think has ever happened. No, that's impressive. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Um, all right. Um, that is my lock. Put it in there, but still no challenge game because we've only we've only differed on one game. Steve, that game might be the default challenge game because we might not differ on any other games. Maybe. All right. The we'll, Cleveland- we'll hold you all in suspense for another what fifteen minutes yeah. is what we got left here. The New England Patriots hosting the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> this is the week, Steve. This is the week that I could potentially. Finally, admit to being on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon. It's a game that they need to have, but I'm not taking it. No. I got the No. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried there for a second. I'm going to cheer for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as will I. But I got I to gotta take the Patriots, right? You don't go out and say, I'm picking the Jets to beat the Patriots just to, you know, get clicks. You watch uh, uh, Good Morning Football at all? Sometimes. Did you happen to watch it this morning? No, not this morning. So they were, I can't remember the segment, but they got the faces that they pretend to be the coaches, what the coaches have to say. So they were having fun with uh, Kitchens. That his plan for this week was to get Mayfield out doing some PR. He had to go do Jimmy Fallon. He had to go out and do Saturday Night Live. He, uh, that's what worked in the offseason to get the, the Browns looking really, really good. So we got to get him out doing interviews and magazine covers and everything else. Yeah, so That's great. Yeah, I... I I'm going to be rooting for him. I don't think they win this one. I I, it, I really hate his commercials with his wife, and they're in Cleveland Brown Stadium, and they pretend that's his house. I think it's a insurance commercial. It's 
It's fine. I'm I uh, really. Can I have some lemonade? He's got to go all the way across the field to the other concourse. He he can't just use the concourse behind him, Steve. All right, I'm just, I'm just being stupid because <laughs> I know they're just being silly commercials. But I was gonna no. say that the entire point is to get you to remind remind you of them, but clearly you don't know who it was. So no failure I, I, on that advertising yeah. campaign. <laughs> it was an insurance company, though, right? I don't know. <laughs> See, we don't even know. I'm just so mad when he he hosts. You know, it's like, yeah, next week you're hosting, up, buddy. <laughs> I was really, I would punch you if you were my friend. And you I, said the, that. the first one or two I enjoyed. The one where he was trying to mow the lawn, and he couldn't yeah. get the mower okay, started yeah, with yeah. the guy with the yeah, industrial right, with mower the right mower next to him. Like, you want me to help? And then they're they're flipping the switches, the, the circuit yes, board switches. That one probably was the only one that made me laugh because he turns it off, and the dude who's you know, doing the concourse with yep. the big sweeper thing, and it turns off, and he looks at it like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, but then there, it ran its course. All right, so I you and I have, have the Patriots. Patriots. No. What is she doing? Did she take the Dolphins again this week? Oh, my God. Lady <laughs> Edith. I am taking her for ice cream, and we're going to have a talk. I'm going to tell her that the, the Dolphins, they're just not good this year. They may be pretty, and it looks pretty, but we just let's not pick them anymore because they're not winning any games. They're literally – I'm putting them this week. I'm just telling you right now. I am putting the Miami Dolphins on 0-16 watch. It is time. I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> all right, so she's got the Cleveland Browns, but you and I have the New England Patriots. That's all our games of the week this week. Now let's move on to games of interest. <laughs> We start in Soldier Field, where the Los Angeles Chargers travel to Chicago to face the Bears. I'm not taking the Bears anymore this year. I'm just going out on a limb right now, telling you. Well, it depends. If they play Miami, I'm going to take the Bears. That's my problem here. Uh, I don't want to pick the Bears here. You shouldn't. But I have no confidence in the Chargers either. The Chargers were at the one-yard line, and Melvin Gordon fumbled the, the game away. Basically, they had the win against Tennessee. You were wrong, okay? I don't care what the W and the L say on NFL.com's standings. You ultimately picked Tennessee last week, and you were wrong, Steve. The Chargers were at the one-yard line with 30 seconds left. Why did they give it to Melvin Gordon? I have no idea because the way I see Melvin Gordon running the football right now, his heart is not in it. He does not want to be there, and in a critical situation when it's Second and goal from the one. You should be giving it to somebody who's been there from the beginning. That carry should have gone to Austin Eckler, not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball at the one, goes into the end zone, recovered by Tennessee. Game over, they lose. But clearly, had Anthony Lynn really known his team, he would have handed that ball off. Not Why even hand the ball off? They were like at that one-inch line. What's wrong with Philip Rivers doing a quarterback sneak? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but he's not going to go down there. He's just going to go over, put the ball over the goal line, and it's over. Right? I mean, there's a difference doing a quarterback sneak fourth and one in the field of play, fourth and inches at the goal line, because the minute you put that ball over, the play is dead. They can knock it out or whatever, and he doesn't have to have bodies falling on him. How many career rushing yards does Philip Rivers have? Five. Five rushing yards. 
I don't. And know you have Joel confidence Mc... that I don't. I don't, I don't know the that. But that he this used guy, to do the quarterback. You have confidence that that this guy is going to be able to leap over an offensive and defensive player, reach the ball out without fumbling or getting injured, and score a touchdown. All I'm saying, Steve, is you give the football to someone who's been there from the beginning, who clearly wants to be in the building. I don't think Melvin Gordon is there. You're not doing a good job of selling me on the Chargers on this game. No, I'm just so saying. So their starting running back doesn't want to be playing. Their star quarterback has five yards of career rushing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I have no that, faith in the Bears. It was. it was bad. It, it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. That's Melvin Gordon. No fire, no energy, no nothing, no nothing. Nothing. I'm taking the Chargers because at least they got something more I than the Bears do. I believe the Bears' defense will outscore the Chargers' offense. <laughs> no. Because sure as hell isn't going to happen. The Bears aren't winning this game. The, the Bears' offense isn't going to win this game. No. It, it's going to be the Bears' defense that's going to – Special teams and defense that's going to put up 12 points or something crazy and Los win Angeles the game I got 12 to 10. I'm very comfortable taking the Los Angeles Chargers. No. Bears have nothing offensively. Nothing. I, I do not want the Bears to win. This is not going to be the challenge game because I refuse to root for the Bears You're in a two catch, weeks in a row. It's the catch-22, man. Although you did have them as a challenge game last week. That is a tough position to be in. And I learned my lesson. I'm not going to be picking the Bears as my team to win a challenge game because right. the Bears still suck. I'm on an island again. I got the Chargers. You got the Bears. Lady Edith also has the Bears. We'll move on. The New York Giants travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Look, the Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes, Danny Dimes, Dimes on the spot, whatever you want to call him. Story was cute for a little bit, but come on. There's a lot of problems with that Giants team. The reality of the NFL has crashed down on his shoulders. Yes. He's probably going to be a very good quarterback, but you don't you don't come in the league and all of a sudden you a number one, especially with, when you have holes on the offensive line, you're running around for your life. Holes on the offensive line. <laughs> that's that's ooh, that's giving a lot of credit to that offensive line. <laughs> And your defense isn't really stopping anybody right now. So that's the thing. I, I mean, Eli, we have fun with Eli, sad face, and all sorts of fun historical things that we're going to re reminisce about for years. But was he really that bad of a quarterback? Fun story. My brother, who I was staying with in Dallas, is a New York Giants fan. So that morning game, we had that morning game up. It's raining. You saw it. It was coming down. It was pouring in that football game. And at one point, they show the sideline. Uh, I think Jones has just thrown an interception, and he's walking off to the sideline, and the coach is waiting for him. Like, he's going to talk to him about, you know, what he saw, whatever, what happened. Right behind there, you see the number 10 and Manning, and he's wearing a poncho and a hoodie. And I'm like, what the heck is Manning doing wearing a poncho? Like, he can be called in to, to get into the game at a moment's notice. Why does he why what in the world and I was I literally my brother was like calm down you know I was like David this is your backup quarterback he's been the star for your team for how long and he is so disinterested in his game in that one his back is turned to his coach and the quarterback who are coming to talk about whatever just happened on the field and he's wearing a clear plastic poncho thing to not get wet 
Are you effing kidding me? If he has to go in, can he wear the poncho? Dude, dude turns around, and it's clearly not Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, there was some dude on the sideline wearing the Eli Manning jersey with the hood up and the poncho, and I was going at him like, because it looked like I guess he was wearing the jersey over like a jacket, so it looked like he had pads and stuff. And I was like, man, I really Oops. tore I tore into Eli Manning for like a good five minutes. And the dude turns around and was like, oh, that, that's not Eli. <laughs> My brother was like, see, of course Eli's not wearing a poncho. And then they kind of like show Eli and he's standing. He does have this big heavy jacket on, but no poncho. He was ready to go in at a moment's notice. So. <laughs> That, I have to done. say that I that would be that would be funny to have to see him go in at a moment's notice and try to pull off yeah. a plastic rain. <laughs> well, here's the deal: like over I, his head, I, he's got he's got some kicker grabbing it, trying to tear it off of him, and of course, it's not tearing off. Yeah, I'm glad he turned around because I had taken a screenshot of the TV. I was getting ready to post it and say some really really nasty things about Eli, and then he turned around. <laughs> Thank you for turning around. And showing that it's not Eli Manning. Well that, done. Well done. That would have been bad. All that said, I've got the Detroit Lions. You've got the Detroit Lions. And Lady Edith's got the Detroit Lions. Last week, we took all three teams the same. They won. So, might as well lock Detroit in there. Good? Good. The Houston Texans hosting the Oakland Raiders. Can we just say ditto? Yeah, all the home team, everybody, Houston Texans. I mean, we could almost drop the analysis we just gave on the Giants Lions game right here and just change all the Giants to Raiders. Raiders and, uh, and all the yeah, and all the yeah. Look, I do almost kind of wanted to take the Oakland Raiders here. I was this close to pulling the trigger, but Houston's at home and they're coming off of uh, kind of like a loss that stung. Uh, I think they'll. Get back to winning ways here. Uh, take care of Oakland. Oakland just, I don't know what to make of this team. Like one week you're like, holy smoly, that is a football team. And then another week you're just like. Another, the next week they're the Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's right. So this week they're going to be the Chicago Bears again. We're all taking Houston. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans. And this time we disagree. <laughs> Look, you tell me why you got Tennessee at home. Convince me. Oh, so you're putting me on the spot that I have to know what I'm talking about? Well, look, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I, I noticed that you and Lady Edith, you guys like a lot of home teams, by the way, I'm just saying. But I like a lot of home teams, too. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, look, Tennessee is is definitely become the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of this league. You never know what you're going to get one game to the next I really don't know what they see in Ryan Tannehill um, I don't know if it's more that they think Ryan Tannehill is better than Marcus Mariota or they're just done with Marcus Mariota they're just tired of it right I think they're just done with Mariota right I think that's what it is too I don't really think they believe that Ryan Tannehill is their answer but they don't have another option out there right I read today Marcus Mariota is acting at uh as the as Jameis Winston and the scout team, so they can kind of give the defense something to practice with. That's what he's been relegated to now to run the, the scout team. Um, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. Didn't trust him as as when he was 
a Miami Dolphin. Sure as heck not trusting him now. Derrick Henry is really the only part of this offense that I really like. But I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they've lost some, some pretty bad games, but I think offensively when they get humming, they play good. This is going to be one of those games where Bruce Arians has the Bucks ready to play, and I'll take the Bucks as well. Yeah, I'm sticking I'm sticking with uh, the Titans. I I don't have a whole lot of confidence that the Titans are are going to easily do anything here. Yeah. Um I just don't think the Buccaneers are are going to be able to to do what's what they need to to come into Tennessee. Okay, it's it's they they're coming off losses at the Saints, lost to the Panthers. I'm just not yeah, I'm not feeling it. I hear you. I hear you. So here you go. I've got the Bucks. You and Lady Edith have the Tennessee Titans. The final game of interest: the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Denver Broncos. I could have made this a nap game because I really think Indianapolis is going to roll all over Denver, uh, especially in Indy. But I, I just couldn't bring myself to make it a nap game because it's it's still interesting uh, for the divisional rankings. I've got the Colts. You've got the Colts. Lady Edith has got the Colts. So that's to tell you everything there. We got Colts all the way across the board. Uh, just what's going on in Denver, man? It it just doesn't. I we were talking earlier in the week with a, a Broncos fan, and it still blows my mind that John Elway can't find a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he still cannot. All right, finally the nap games. We're just gonna say who we're picking: Washington Redskins at Minnesota Vikings. We all have the Vikings. All right, Seattle Seahawks at Atlanta Falcons. We are all on the Seahawks. Oh, poor Atlanta Falcons. The New York Jets travel down to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, the Jets didn't look good, so we're all on the Jaguars here. Do you think he's gonna see ghosts in Jacksonville? There are ghosts in Jacksonville. <laughs> If you believe in ghosts, they're going to be in Jacksonville, they're be Florida. In Jacksonville. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals come out. Well, they actually, they're not coming out here to Los Angeles to face the Rams. They're going to London to face the Rams. It is a Rams home game. But in London, Cincinnati and Rams across the pond. We yeah. all got the Rams? Yeah, we've all got the Rams. Los Angeles all the way from all three of us. And then finally, the Miami Dolphins travel to Pittsburgh on Monday night football to place the Pittsburgh Steelers. You and I are on the Steelers, Lady Edith, of course, she as we mentioned earlier. Those Dolphins. All right, my lock of the week, Carolina getting six points on the road, um, and you just have to make a challenge game. I'm going to make the challenge game. I, I cannot go with the Bears again. I'm not going to put it on the uh, the Packers' shoulders, uh, so the only other option here, the Bucks and Titans. All right, we're locking in the challenge game. He's got the Tennessee Titans while I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's all the time we got, folks. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And you've been listening to NFL Rants and Raves. We're out.